you're about to listen to Brittle Star's really great podcast. The really great podcast is fueled by our well-caffeinated friends at Club Coffee. It's a it's kind of a misnomer because there's no actual club to join. They just they make like they they make coffee. There's no club, so don't don't get your hopes up. They make delicious compostable coffee pods that you can find at retailers across Canada, like Loblaws, Amazon, and Costco. And they're Canadian too, eh? If you're not into coffee, sorry. Hi, Brittlestar here. You're listening to my really great podcast. Each episode, I sit down and have a chat with someone I think is pretty cool. I think you'll think they're pretty cool too. And today we're talking to... I'm Lance Yulinoff. Um, I'm known as a tech expert, social media commentator, uh, and you know, guy who occasionally appears on television. You sounded so blasé about that. Like, not even blasé. You sounded slightly disappointed in yourself. Like, you wish you got a real job. <laughs> yeah, I, I, may be, I may be on the disappointment curve of my, my career trajectory. That is possible. Um, certainly, I'm on the, the, that curve for my wife. Right. <laughs> but, she's already ahead of you. She's ahead of the curve. Uh, she's like, oh, I don't know. She goes, what, what have I gotten myself into? I go, well, you're 30 years in. You, yeah, you're it's in. too late. You're not getting out. That's the nice part about being married for a long time, isn't it? Is that when you realize your spouse realizes that that's it. They've already, the scales have tipped. They can't leave. Nothing gets better. It's just like, you know, even if they found somebody (laughs) theoretically better, they don't know any of their habits. They don't know any of their tricks. They don't know any of that stuff. So it's all, and and trying to retrain them or, or, or trying to make them comfortable with whatever weirdness you have. It's like, that's. It's like we're in it. We are exactly. just we're just in it. I mean, exactly. uh, I love my wife. Super lucky guy. Sure. Uh, but we both know our, uh, you know, we know our quirks. Well, that's good. I think that's what uh, you know. Uh, Long lasting marriages are made out of that resignation. That's what they're. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're built on. So you and I, you and I know each other. Uh, got to know each other and met each other in a very weird. Uh, thing I was thinking about this this morning as yeah. I was prepping to chat with you. You and I met at the uh, Madame Tussauds uh, Wax Museum in uh, New York um, while there to do a uh, uh, Property Brothers thing. I, I don't know yeah. exactly how to a describe vine, it. A Vine meetup. It was, yeah. it was called a Vine meetup. I'd never even been to a so-called Vine meetup. Right. Well, that was, I think that's really interesting they called it a Vine meetup because I wouldn't have classified it as a meetup. I would have classified it as like a collaborative, sort of like a collaboration, a Vine collab, I would have called it that. Well, the thing is, I don't think we were using that term back then. Right. It wasn't the idea, the concept of collabs, which is now everywhere. But I have such, weirdly, I have such vivid memories of that day. And Do you really? I, I, I know this is going to sound strange, but I can remember. So with such clarity, the moment I saw you and met you. Wow. And the reason is, and you were coming up the stairs. The reason is- <laughs> I should get some romantic music behind this. This is good. I know. I know. It's so weird. It's because you didn't fit what I had in my head about what a viner is. Oh, this wait, It's taking a turn. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't place you. Right. You're like, who's this? Someone's brought their dad. You're like me. Like a dad. I was like- yeah. Who is this guy? And I really didn't know yeah. you. I hadn't, you know, and I had been tracking and on- I, you know, I'm I was on Vine the whole time it was alive, uh, and I was really trying and having a good time with it, but wasn't famous, wasn't known for it in any way. Uh, and a lot of the people that day, the the Viners, including even your son, 
who was there, uh, I didn't know. I knew the Property Brothers. Yeah. That's how I got invited. Sure. And But I remember meeting you, and I wasn't sure what I thought. And I remember coming out of that day. I, it's funny because I really like, I I try and size people up, yeah, and I try and understand people, and I you know try to be welcoming and all that. But I also try and understand who is this person. But the weird thing is, by the end of the day, I felt like we were friends. It was very yeah. strange, yeah. and I remember you were so much fun to work with. Oh, like. We had such a good time doing like a handful of vines, like yeah. coming up, and you were very open to ideas, mm. you know. And I'm always willing to try stuff, and I'm not like you. I'm not a comedian. I'm not an actor. I'm not, you know, I'm not. That's not who I am. Right. I, I like to do those things sometimes within within the scope of what I do, but you know. You were just like, yeah, that's a great idea. Okay, we'll do this. And I was just like, oh, well, this is the <laughs> easiest collaboration. This is the most fun. Uh, and I came away thinking, this is a person I really like. Oh, that's really kind. Yeah, you know, I want to make sure I keep knowing this person. But very strange because I don't always. There are people I meet, I forget who they are. <laughs> I forget, <laughs> you know, I forget names almost as as soon as I hear them. Sure. Uh, and people be like, oh, I know who you are. I remember you? I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But not you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I, I mean, uh, return the uh, the sentiment as well. I think one of the things that's interesting for me about, like, I think back to those times, and it was weird to work with uh, Jonathan and Drew, the the Property Brothers guys. That was just yeah. kind of odd in itself. And I'd been doing stuff for a little bit with them prior to that, but it was still odd because they were <laughs> grownups and as well as TV stars, they're grownups. Yeah. And uh, and then I think well, I remember exactly the same thing. Sort of seeing you at the uh, at the museum when we were there, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's here too." And it's apparently somehow connected to his job, which is weird <laughs> in the first place. And uh, you sort—I sort of have an affinity to anyone who wasn't, you know, twenty, because they, you know, it was like, "Oh, <laughs> this is nice." There's someone else here that's sort of close to my age, which is really great. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I always feel like, you know, wherever I've been over the last 20 years, the oldest person in the room. And, yeah, you know, I know same. I'm older than the Property Brothers, but, you know, like these young Viners kind of coming in and and people I was talking to all the time, especially in the social media space, and I see somebody who's recognizable as, as potentially a dad. Yeah. Uh, 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 and I'm like, oh, this is so strange. And, and yes, it was, you know, working with the Property Brothers um, was a very odd thing because, you know, Knowing them a tiny bit before mm-hmm. that, uh, and understanding their effect on people. Do you know that day at Tussauds, through a random thing, this family who I've known since college uh-huh. was there. So they were there with their daughters. Uh, so I've known them since they were babies. So they're there, and I'm hanging out with the property brothers, and they're kind of like, <laughs> "What is actually happening right now?" They're like, "There's Lance, who we know." Yeah. And they're, what is, they just like, I could see their brains breaking right in front of me. And, uh, you know, of course, the Barbie Brothers were super cool about taking a picture with them and everything. But I remember the weird collision of worlds. That's what I felt. And I was trying to navigate it because, you know, you're one person to your family, friends, and you're another person to these people in the industry. And you're, you know, it's like, it was so weird. But absolutely one of the best, one of the most fun days uh, I had on on the job. Because, yes, it was, I wrote all about it. I wrote a yeah. story about it. Yeah. But I had so much fun doing it. And, uh, you know, those people that I met were all so interesting. 
So what was your first impression then? Like, I'm curious because like when I, my sort of view when I was, uh, when I would do these collabs and stuff and work with different people on Vine, I would see someone similar to my age and I would assume they were in a position of authority above me somehow, <laughs> somehow more powerful and more in control and there for legitimate reasons. Whereas I, I often assume that people would have seen me and went, oh, he's obviously some sort of perv. He's like, he's some sort of, he's like some sort of weirdo who likes hanging out with young people. No, I just, you know, I just couldn't, that first moment, I couldn't figure it out. I think someone said, you, you know, Brittle Star, and I went, Oh, okay. Yeah. And that was like, all right, yeah, well, there's a sure. lot of, you know, there's, there's a lot of people on, you know, this platform with, with weird names. So, okay. I'm like, well, what could his <laughs> shtick be? And I thought, you know, I'm like, oh, is he going to be some cheesy comedian guy? Is this going to be awkward? <laughs> I'm very bad with awkward. I don't know what to do. And right. I'm, I'm kind of innately, weirdly, I can be very shy and I can, especially if I'm uncomfortable, right. I tend to close down a little bit and I don't interact. And I was worried Same. for a moment. I was kind of like, cause it was still going into this whole situation. I was, so I had no idea what we were going to do. Yeah. Like they'll yeah. like, come to, to Sods. We'll do that. I'm like, mm, all right. And I couldn't, <laughs> I was like trying in my head to go, well, what am I actually going to do there? But you being there and the, the conversation, like we just started kind of uh, like orbiting around each other a little bit. And, and before I knew it, everything was very comfortable. And then we right. all just started trying things and yeah. doing, and doing silly stuff and making, you know, on the fly skits. And so it was fine. And, and then I very quickly saw you as, as a, a, comedic persona a creative person obviously knew exactly what you were doing uh and it's funny because as i said you know from your recent post still there was so much i didn't know about you right and right. And, and it real i realized like i had so many questions like how <laughs> how do you become this person right how do you you know i know why i got on social media because of my job you right know, yeah, yeah as a technologist i had to always I, I was always interested in what was coming next. I would try it. But what inspires somebody who isn't in the tech space to to do that and, you know, right. end up, you know, creating I mean, were you the guy in like an office or a workplace <laughs> who was always the funniest guy in the room? No. Well, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I have no recollection of that, but I was just driven by by money. And uh, desperation. That's, basi <laughs> that's basically what. That's why I was so accepting to ideas. I was like, "Sure, this whole thing's stupid. I, why are we doing? Why am I in New York with my family making stupid videos on a phone? Whatever, oh man. God. Let's do this. Let's keep this thing going." I, yeah, the fact that you had that that courage because I do think it takes courage to do these things. You know, my <laughs> wife when I'm when I'm doing this stuff, if she sees me doing it, it uh -huh. is like the head slapping. She's just like, "Why?" <laughs> What? Why are you so weird? Why are you doing these things? You know, she doesn't believe I belong in any of them. And I don't have, that's the one thing I don't have. I can be shy, but I don't have that tremendous sense of shame like that's, the, or that I can be embarrassed. Like, right. I really don't care because I yeah. know if you understand already that you're kind of a goofy looking person and yeah. that you're, you're, you're not somebody who like somebody insulting. will come create like an, a, 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 I, like some sort of image of you just from looking at you, then you're fungible. Like I can be what I want to be mm -hmm. and I can be stupid or silly yeah. on a video and, and, you know, put myself out there because maybe it makes somebody interested or laugh. Cause you know, it's fun. Yeah. But really, you know, I, I mean, I believe me, my wife's just like, no, just, I don't, 
know why you're – I'm like, <laughs> I show her yesterday. I'm like, look at this this TikTok I made. And she's just like, why? Why are you so weird? Why? Yeah, but they're like that, though. Well, first of all, it goes back to our earlier point where it's too late. You can't get out of the marriage now. You want to you start dating now? Yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. Uh, and then secondly, it's, uh, it's, it all, their, their tune changes when the money starts. And that's when it's like, oh, no. Mm. It's, yeah, you go there and go over there with your phone and act like an idiot and make us some more money. Because I want to go somewhere and buy well, something. Well, I told her, you know, she was excited about this podcast and she goes, why can't you be successful like him? <laughs> but see, I have the totally like, different, like when I, when I uh, met you, I mean, apart from the fact that I sort of gravitated towards people who were like, you know, closer to my own age and mainly kind of, I mean, because the whole situation was so bizarre and new to me. Because when was that? Like 2015, maybe, I'd imagine? Like it was a while yeah, ago. Yeah, I, I, you know, yeah, I think it was... I'd been at 2011 is when I got there. Yeah, it's probably like somewhere yeah around that I time. I could have been 2013, but I think it was probably 2015. I'd have to look it up. But but yeah. I mean, I'd gravitate towards those people because who were close to my age because I wanted to be like some sort of like I quickly realized doing social media stuff that I would go to these events or whatever, and everyone would be less than half my age, and I would make you know like references to Sanford and Son. They'd be like, "No, I don't know what that means." Welcome back, Cotter. No, nothing, nothing. And uh, so I would, I would, you know, I would be pulled to the people who might understand my obscure references or now obscure references. And uh, uh, but one of the things I noticed about you though is it was that you like you you seemed like you look like Mr. New York to me. You're like, oh, I'm in media and I'm in tech and I'm in New York and I look super cool and I'm you know, it looked like you would I don't know went around making fun of people like me all the time, which was oh I would never well one definitely would never make fun of people, but two, you know, I spent I think everybody's persona's built right yeah. You just yeah. build it up over time. You know, obviously, you know, I'm t- typical kind of person, you know, a uh, nerdy person was not popular in school or Were you nerdy? Because you don't or, look nerdy to me, oh which is goodness. weird. I mean, you look a little well, bit like Moby, but that's apart from it. Did, yeah. Well, that happens. I've literally been called Moby on the street. No exaggeration. <laughs> I'll be walking out and somebody yell it at me. Uh, it got so bad. I went to uh, an office Halloween party as Moby. Just did the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, no, I was not, you know, I was not popular, well-liked, any of those things. Um, and I was small, skinny, had ridiculous hair, I had curly hair until, right. I was, until I lost it. Right. But, you know, as I got older, I started to, you start to realize how you want to be perceived. Yeah. And you start to build it. It's like, uh, you know, a superhero chooses their suit, you know, mm-hmm, and the, mm-hmm. you know, the Spider-Man and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of what it was like for me. I started to understand I wanted to have a sense of style. I wanted to buy, you know, if I could afford slightly nicer clothes. You know, I'm old enough that, you know, my wife and I joke about this all the time. Like, in the 90s, I was wearing larges, okay? Right. Even though I was still this exact size. Right. And... I was swimming in all my clothes, and yeah. I thought I looked great. Sure. I looked ridiculous, you know. <laughs> now I understand like what size shirt I'm supposed to wear. Right. And so you know, I've honed this look, and quite honestly, by then I'd been on television long enough to understand that I should always be so-called camera ready because I yeah. could be called to be like sure. a, a hit at any time. It seemed, yeah, at that time at least. So it was all kind of this this crafted thing. But inside, I'm still that that. 15 year old nerd yeah uh 
who you know doesn't really have a lot of friends and doesn't know what the heck he's doing. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was. It's just a. It's just a just a, a thing you put on the outside, and and so you look okay. Uh, you know, it's it's very strange to my. I just saw friends of mine, high school friends I've mm-hmm. known for forty years almost, um, and all they want to talk about is me on television. And I realized <laughs> like they they're trying to figure this out as well. They know what the person was that they knew in high school. And right? Like, who? How? How? What? Are they like slightly insulting towards you when they do that? Because I mean, I have the same experience. There's, there's one. No, I, I. <laughs> there's like one friend we have who says anytime she finds out I've done something or been on t- TV or whatever, she's like, "But it's it's just Stuart. Like, why does anyone care?" Right. And they don't mean, and they they mean it in that they know you as this person. No, no, she's trying uh, to. And be there cutting. is a disconnect for them. Yeah, they dis- There's a disconnect because they don't even understand what the requirements are to be on television. And quite honestly, never in a million years growing up, right? Being in even being in college, did I imagine going on television? It's certainly not what I trained for. Mm-hmm. I trained as a straight up journalist, mm-hmm. writing, 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 you know, and all that. Just happened by accident, and it was for some reason. I was lucky enough to be good at it. Uh, yeah. And that was a complete accident, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, now I understand what I'm doing mm-hmm. and the reasons that I'm perceived as good at it. But at the same time, I literally had no media training. I was just, you know, figuring it out as I went along and saying yes, you know, which is always that, you know, they say, say yes yeah. to the things you're afraid of. And yeah. certainly being on television in the beginning, I was both intrigued and interested, but really scared sure i just did it anyway well for those people who, who who are listening who don't necessarily know but i mean you're a regular on uh live with uh ryan, no, ryan and kelly kelly and ryan i can't remember which way it goes yeah kelly and ryan whichever way it goes right sorry that's what kelly and ryan kelly and ryan do you have to address them in that manner too do you have to like walk past ryan and say <laughs> good morning kelly and then go oh hi ryan if you get it up next up, you're in trouble <laughs> no 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 but you know um it's funny because i was there I've been doing it almost a decade, and when I started, it was right at the beginning of when Michael Strahan was on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he had only been on for like a few months, Mm -hmm. and uh, I was on a segment. And then, um, you know, when he left, it was a really big deal. Right. And the the search for Ryan and stuff, uh, and they're all quite different people. But I will say that they're all super nice, and nobody is, you know. It's the same thing, you know. Once you start working with these people, you realize they're just regular people, except they're extremely wealthy. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, just like you and me. Otherwise, um, exactly the same, but can yes, buy, exactly buy the their same. way out of I trouble mean, anytime they want. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, I'm still, I'm just a, I'm just an invited guest. I'm not one of them. Uh, and is that what they, is that what know, they say but, to you? Uh, God, that sounds horrible. Do they, they, they sort of just talk? No, to themselves? no. They're they they actually quite honestly. Yeah. Um, they have been sweet enough. They call me part of the family. Oh, you know, that's as far nice. as the, the the live with Kelly and Ryan family. But I also understand that I'm somebody who just shows up once right. like a month and once every couple of months. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm not integral to the show. I don't. You know, I don't say, where's my dressing room? Why yeah. don't I have makeup? Why am I, you know, I'm, I'm always, the thing I've learned about being on television, this doesn't matter what show, any show I'm doing, I'm on to make my presence there the easiest thing possible for them. Sure. I do everything to ensure I have everything ready. Yeah. I have everything figured out. I'm the most accommodating person you can possibly imagine because mm-hmm. 
I can see the sort of mayhem with yeah. everything else going on. Yeah. My job can be sometimes because I'm bringing on technology really complex and and things can go wrong. So that means I have to work twice as hard and be twice as accommodating as anyone else to make sure that it goes well for them. And so that they have ultimately what they want, which is a good show. So, I mean, I think of these, like you were saying, you know, you'll bring tech on and stuff like to the show. And I'm sure, I'm assuming that you do like lots of spots on various newscasts and stuff like that with tech stuff. I'm, I'm just guessing that you do that. Or is it just mainly live? Yeah, I do. You know, I used to do more. Yeah. I don't do as much anymore. Um I used to do, it's funny because I did lots of gadget stuff, but also quite a bit of just head talking head stuff. Oh, you know, right, the, right. the person who would come on and offer comment about this thing happening. Right. Uh, I was on virtually every network you can imagine doing that stuff. There's less of a call for that for me now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because of the media, the shifting media landscape, which is fine. I still do it. Yeah. Just not as much. Um, and, uh, you know, Kelly and Ryan's always the same thing. It's always, you know, technology for consumers, gadgets. Sure. Uh, yesterday I did a show, a local show, but again, it was gadgets for back to school. So it's, yeah. you know, it doesn't happen as much. I consider it, uh, you know, basically it's brand building as always. Absolutely. Uh, and I hope that, you know, it's funny cause I, I hope at some level I am actually helping people because I know that consumers are still slightly tech averse, definitely tech confused, mm-hmm. uh, often have questions about what to buy. And if what I do on TV and elsewhere, obviously offers them just a little bit of help, uh, then I'm happy. I'm sure you are. I mean, I think you're such an affable guy. You're such a congenial guy. And it's, you sort of seem like you wouldn't laugh if I said, Hey, I can't get my, uh, Apple watch to work. You'd be like, don't worry about it. I'll help you. And you'd put your arm around me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I get, these are the questions I get. I mean, it's everybody. It's, it's, it's always been, you know, neighborhood friends, my neighbor, you know, I've spent many hours at my neighbor's house on her computer when her son creates some horrible thing. That gets old. Uh, Tell me truthfully, it gets really old, doesn't it? Cause I mean, I was, I've been involved in tech for like, meaning like I've loved tech for a long time. And we used to have uh, a, a business for like 10 years um, where we did like, you know, web development hosting programming, all that kind of crap. And I hated it. I re- really hated it from the get go. And the worst part about it, though, was that whenever there was a computer issue in the family or friends, people would assume that I would be overjoyed to help them. Yep. And they yeah, tap you. Yeah. I know. I, I hated it. Do you hate it or are you okay with it? I'm okay with it. You know, it's it'll be like I'll be sitting next to my wife and she'll be like, she'll see a message, she'll go, oh, Oh, actually, this is for you. So and so is having a problem, or so and so is trying to buy a laptop for the son, or so and so. And so I'm like, all right. Well, I try and answer quickly. Sure. I try and answer quickly and succinctly, and see if that will end the conversation. Because <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to get into something really deep. And and you know, my level of expertise on technology. Uh, might be considered compared to the average consumer, tremendous. Sure. But compared to somebody who's a programmer, it's not that much. I'm not a programmer. Right. I'm not a developer. Uh, I'm a. I'm actually a trained journalist. Right. Who ended up in tech media. Right. I've been in tech media for decades, so it's all sort of you know. I'm constantly playing with technology, so I understand it and I have this affinity for it. But it's still, you know, if somebody says their entire network isn't working, I'm like, that's a shame. <laughs> exactly, exactly. What do you want me oh, to do? I, I, like, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not. You know, I. I'm not going to really be able to troubleshoot your network. You know, I'm not a node guy. So I, you know, I try and I try and get set expectations. Right. You know. Well, or I say to them, "Well, you're going to get what you pay for." Do you see? Do you say that? That's that's great. No, uh, I don't. But but they. <laughs> nobody's but paying you're thinking me. it. You're I, thinking it. In the house, whenever I fix anything, anything, anything that my wife you know, has a problem with, it, whether it's on the computer, the joke is that'll be $75. <laughs> like every single thing. Meanwhile, of course, you know, not paying each other, but uh, that's the joke. That'll be $75. Yeah. That's one more reason she can't leave you. She'd never afford it. <laughs> right. All those 75 bucks is that up. She'd have to pay. She'd have to pay. <laughs> It'd be great. So, I mean, what's what's the worst thing that someone's... Because I mean, I, I think back of the uh, at the people that would ask me stuff. And I remember when we sold our company, eventually sold it in 2009, and uh, what was left of it. And uh, I remember being asked by... Uh, I won't say who it was. They're not going to listen, but still someone else might. Um, but I was asked by a, a relation about some email issue that was having like a, like a crisis email issue. And I was, I was overjoyed to be like, I have no idea. It's got nothing to do with me. Sorry. Can't help you. <laughs> and you used to get asked like I, the stupidest things as well. You'd be like, Oh, I, I can't, my password's not working. You'd be like, I'm guessing you're not typing it correctly. Yeah, I know. Well, that's, and they, and they don't like, they don't like when you say that. No, they're like, yes, I am. Like, are you, Yes, exactly. I am. I know. Are you? And then sometimes it is a silly thing like that they're trying to put in, like often in fields on a website, they're, they're, tr- they're putting in one character that is a character that the, the field can't understand. Yeah. Or they have an yeah. extra space. So like it's something like that, that, that I know these things repeatedly happen, so I kind of know where to look. And they're just like, they're always like, I've entered everything correctly, 100%. It is not me. It is them. I'm like, it's usually you. I exactly. just have to say it, but it's usually you. It's the, it's the, uh, there's, there's two sides to it, right? There's the, there's the side of people who don't know what they're doing whatsoever, but are adamant that they've, they're doing it correctly. And then you go to the other end of the spectrum, which is the people who are who have a modicum or have a lot of knowledge. Like they say, like, like you said, they're a programmer or something. I had a, recently a friend of mine who's a programmer um, was having issues with something I'd set up and he was waiting to get a confirmation email back. And he wasn't getting it. And I was like, you know, I'm guessing it's in your junk mail if you didn't get it. That's my guess. Right. Like, no, absolutely not. And he, he immediately jumped into like this huge, it's your MX records in the DNS and something's messing. It's being, <laughs> headers are being spoofed and various things are being relayed back to error 550s and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then like two hours later, he messaged back and he's like, uh, it was in my junk folder. Well, you know, it's like the conspiracy theorists. Those are the worst people to have tech problems. They're like, that's it. Somebody's snooping on me. Somebody's, <laughs> Someone's somebody's in. in the closet. They've got a listening device. They've got access. They're listening. <laughs> I do want to help. I think it's just, you know, it, it sometimes I, I feel like, well, maybe I should print something out and have it next to the computer that would just, the things that, that are, you know, she typically yeah. gets wrong. Uh, <laughs> but I think that might be considered dismissive or like probably get me in more trouble. Cause, yeah, related to the computer or a general list no, of no, things? No, no, just related to computers. Oh, okay. Only computers. But I assume that if I did that, that she would give me a piece of paper right. that said divorce on it. So, you know, I don't do that. They just tell you to fold it and put it in your wallet and just pull it out every now and then just to sort of remind yourself. The thing I hate, though, is that when people know that you work in some sort of tech-related field... Like they approach you like you are personally responsible 
for the failings of the internet or their computer <laughs> or their whatever. And it's too much. Yes. It's too much. It's not my fault. They direct, they can direct the anger at you. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, I didn't found Microsoft. I didn't program oh, yeah. Windows. I didn't, you know, if something goes wrong with a piece of technology, certainly anyone in my family is partially angry at me. Yes. And I'm like, but I, I didn't actually make these things. I mean, I may have bought them for you, or maybe I recommended one. Championed them even? Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, you believe know. me, I've I've written many reviews. Yeah. I've, I've test drove many products ahead of, of people. But the reality is that, that technology is super complex. Yes. And when it starts to break down, it's almost like a cascade effect. It's just sort of like one thing goes, then another thing goes. Sure. And... We're actually in this current cycle where, where we've had a number of pieces of technology fail on us. Right. And believe me, there is this underlying anger at me because, you know, I've installed a lot of this technology. I believed in I you. I made it part of – Yeah. I, right. I made it part of our lives. So, I am partially to blame. <laughs> but I'm also like, but it's not my fault that it's happening. This is supposed to be our bright future. Like, I'm sort of stuck because there is a, you know – there is an old man part of me that's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know what? The freaking wheel was good enough. Uh, <laughs> that lever there. was good enough. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what am I doing? And then I'm like, whoa. And I shake my head. I'm like, hold on, hold on. You're, you're not that guy. You're not that guy. You're actually a guy who loves technology. And, and just like, you know, just, just remind yourself and remind everyone else, technology is wonderful. It benefits us. But it, it, it's, who knows? I, I think 10 years from now, I'm just going to be an angry old man on sure. my porch with a, with a cane yeah. shouting at people and saying, put that phone down. Yeah. Yeah. Put that hologram down or whatever. <laughs> right. That's like true. That. I know. Stop following the AR all around. <laughs> so tell me, I, I, one of the things that people really love because they, they ha- hate anyone who knows anything about technology is that uh, when you see things like, you know, the Microsoft events or very rarely, but some Apple events and stuff like that, or other things, demonstrations, like for even like Tesla, when they, the, the dude threw the rock at the window of the Tesla truck thing. Oh my thing, God, the best. And it was so good that it just like smashed. And, he, and he's like, oh, okay, I don't know what to do now. So I, I mean, one of the things I kind of, I cringe at as someone who's in technology related field, I go, oh God, that'd be awful. But at the same time, I kind of feel great about it. Oh, oh it's, it's. Those moments, those moments are just, I mean, it's wonderful. Oh, they are. Has it happened to you? Have you been like demoing something in a, in a spot? And it's oh, been yes. like, oh, doesn't well, work. Sorry. Well, I'll tell you, okay, maybe I've told you this before, but you know, my very first time on live television mm-hmm. was, of course, related to technology. Um, it was a network called CNN FN. doesn't exist anymore. Right. Uh, I used to manage a big story at PC Magazine called Top 100 CD-ROMs. Mm-hmm. So they're like, come on and demonstrate some CD-ROMs. And here's what they told me. We're going to have three <laughs> or four computers. You're gonna, you can install the different CD-ROMs on them, and you go from computer to computer, and you'll show them, and you'll talk it through. I'm like, all right. I arrive there, and I'm like, so where are the computers? Oh, we don't have them. I'm like what so can you install the three of them on your laptop which i did have with me i go what yeah what? gonna switch so install three and switch among the three during the show i go well they're really not this is 1996 right okay so they're really not designed to do this the laptop only has so much power so uh <laughs> i set it up i go on i'm literally 
this is my first live thing. I'm sitting at a desk with my laptop. They're, <laughs> they've connected it to the, the screen. Right. Uh, the host is standing uh, right next to me, looking down at the screen, looking at me, talking, asking questions. And I'm doing the first one, and it's like, uh, I don't know, I think it had to do with uh, Sesame Street, and right. out comes uh, Big Bird, da, 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 and I'm talking, and I'm putting And then I, it's time to switch to the one about oh, the atom no. bomb. And I try to switch, and the computer basically starts freezing. Sure. Nothing's happening. And... I'm kind of like, my fingers are hovering over the keyboard and I'm looking down on it. And what I don't realize is that something is not happening in that moment. And the host looks right at me on live TV and says, you have to keep talking. And I went, whoa, oh, right. And I just start talking again uh, through this tech mishap, this horrible tech mishap, which by the way, was not my fault. No. But taught me a very valuable lesson about television. Never stop talking. That's true. It doesn't matter what's happening. That's true. I've had lots of, um, you know, because I brought technology onto live with Kelly and Ryan, supposed to be working. Sometimes it's not. What they would say to me on the show is, the audience doesn't know what's not working. Right. So just right. keep going. And I'm like, yeah, they really don't. So it's like you just basically kind of talk through it, laugh it off, keep going. You know, the show moves on no matter what. It's just, and it's happened to me multiple times where something just hasn't worked. I remember one time a whole screen that was right next to us was blank because they could for <laughs> just right before we went on air. Oh, God. And I'm just like, okay. So now I'm holding up my little phone and they're pointing at it. I'm just just go until they get it working again. Uh, and you know, I've seen, I've seen big, big events where things have gone wrong. I remember being at a Samsung event and, uh, out walks Michael Bay onto the stage, okay, the yeah. director. Yeah. 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 So we're like, Ooh, Michael Bay, how exciting. Yeah. And he walks out and he looks down and he's obviously got the teleprompter. He's like, and, and then, and and he kind of like pauses and he's looking and he goes, I'm sorry, I can't do this. And he walks off. Wow. We're like, what just happened? And something had gone wrong with his teleprompter. He wasn't used to this environment. Sure. And his response was to leave the stage. Just leave. They eventually got him back out on stage. <laughs> but it was the most, I, I, I was there and I recorded it. I remember I got a little video online. It was the most awkward and bizarre thing I'd ever seen. You know, a master of movies and action and explosions could not handle a malfunctioning <laughs> teleprompter. I think it's one of those just, things. It's like, to me, it's like live TV and doing stuff live in general, like, live events or whatever um, is like you know it's it'd be really good experience for people to have in general because it's good good life lessons to be like it's oh, okay yeah. don't panic that's the first step don't panic and then just you know make something up because nobody knows nobody knows what's supposed to happen so it's like you know whatever no one knows but I know that the question I get asked all the time is don't you get nervous yeah and my nerves have nothing to do with the audience. Um, you know, there used to be an audience alive with Kelly and Ryan before COVID. Um, they'll be back this fall, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I've spoken in front of full-size audiences. Sure. Uh, but it's never about the audience. What it's always about is, are things going to go well? Am I going to remember <clears throat> remember the things I want to talk about? Yeah. The, the points I want to hit? I, re- I practice so much. I rehearse mm-hmm. so much. I remember... Uh, I got advice from this guy who was driving me to a hit where I was. I had a car full of technology with me, and he's just talking my ear off because uh, his wife was in media, and um, he's like, you know, 
my advice, uh, you know, is always to look around that everybody's your best friend in the world. Mm-hmm. Like everybody in that audience is is your friend, every host, everybody, and you are so freaking happy to be there. Right. So that's what I do. Like I consider anybody who's watching me talk as if they're a friend, mm-hmm. and I don't worry about their reaction. I just worry about, you know, are we having a good time? Yeah. And I don't really like, if I'm looking at a camera and I know that so-called millions of people are watching, mm-hmm. it doesn't really, I don't really think of it that way. I never, like, I just don't, you know, it's, but, but it is, it is definitely, I think there's something though that you have to have in you to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Sure. I say this because I had a friend, a young woman who worked with me and I remember she was, I thought that she was super personable, super smart. I thought she was camera, she had a good look for TV, and I, I, all the parts. I just said, yeah, this person would be great on TV. So I actually put her on television. Mm-hmm. There was a call came into my magazine for it, and uh, I got her assigned, I got her on. She did the show. Like a day later, she comes to me and she goes, I don't ever want to do that again. I was like, oh, ever? <laughs> oh, really? Never. Nope, not for me. No. It just caused her so much stress. She was great, I thought, but it caused her this. Uh, the The feeling of it was f- complete panic. Right, and she was done. Yeah. She never did it again. She just was like, "That's it, I'm out of it." And I was like, oh, I, "I, you know." Initially, I was like, "That's so weird." I'm like, "I'm not. I, I don't really. That doesn't quite compute with me." You know, but I understand that there are some people where that's the worst nightmare to be in front of an audience. Oh yeah, I mean, I think I, you know, with uh, my wife Shannon, she's um, the idea of getting up on stage is terrifying to her, like talking to a bunch of people. And I've seen her, like even when we did, like because uh, we have a Scottish background, and we would do. Um, Burns night. We'd get a bunch of friends together, like Robert Burns, the poet. And we'd, it's January 25th. We'd get these bunch of people in a, in a pub somewhere in town. So it's like literally just cousins and uh, some f- occasional friends. and uh, But it's largely like maybe like 20, 20 to 30 people max. And I remember even doing that. She had to read a toast, a pr- like a printed out toast. No one's expect The bar is incredibly low. And she was shaking doing it. Like And she's fearless. Like she would like, she has no problems like, Tearing someone's head off if they're if they're not doing the right thing, whatever she will just do whatever it takes. But this, she was like terrified doing it. She's really she's much more comfortable now in camera. But I think that one of the things that happens with has happened with her and with other people who've done like live speaking and done live TV and TV in general, all that kind of stuff, is that you once you do it a few times, you go, okay, don't tell anyone. But the bar seems to be very, very low. <laughs> like as as long as you keep reminding yourself of that and relax, it's like all I have to do is not panic. And remember, this whole thing's made yeah. up. Yeah, it's all well. <laughs> sort of travel to a studio, and I actually did this. I made a project when I was uh, in high school to go to all my local studios to interview the anchors about their careers. And I always remember right. walking into the studios and going, "These are so small. Everything is made of like paper. Yeah. Like that beautiful desk <laughs> is like there's nothing behind it. Like it was just, it was so revelatory yeah. to me because." On television, I really saw these like, oh, this expensive. Look at those beautiful walls. Like, I just saw it all so, so yeah. solid. Uh, and and it's not like yeah. that at all. And and even the very first time I was on this, the set for, actually, I was on the Regis and Kelly set before I was ever on the show. And I remember looking around going, this looks tiny. Like, they're all, they're these tiny little <laughs> places. Um, 
and mm. it's all it's all smoke and mirror behind the scenes everything's kind of you know it, it's just a bunch of people like like uh, Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland putting on a show. Yeah, that's what it. You know, there's an old reference. That's for a you. pretty. That's uh, even old for you know, me. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I can go way back. <laughs> Just give me time. Uh, but but it's that's ultimately what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not. And bar being set low is very true because I always joke. You know, I have a face for radio, but I realized it's not necessarily about the look. It's about. Uh, this ability to just have a presence, yeah. to deliver information succinctly, and to be a good player, you know, within the the organism mm-hmm. that is this this TV show, and you know that's why there are so many people actually around the country, around the world, working in television at all different levels. Now there's the there's the stars who are special, mm-hmm. and when you meet them, they have a spark that's yeah. different. Yeah, I, I agree. get that. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a kind of a different thing because they move you just by their presence. Yeah. You know, there's something that, that can happen. But most people, even in the industry, in the news industry, and even the entertainment industry, are, are at that different level. They're they're good communicators. Mm-hmm. They they have great presence. They you know they're, they're all of those things put together. And by the way, uh, just on your wife, you know, when I see her on the show, I mean, she's so natural and so funny. Uh, and it's you know it's like I always think about your family. I'm like, how is it that there's enti- their entire family is so good at this? They're all like again, money and desperation. That's it. Money and desperation. That's yeah. it. <laughs> I guess it makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, believe me, I could, uh, I try and like talk about enlisting my family, but they'll just look at me like, no, I don't, I don't have time. So here's the key. Yeah. What you need to do is you need to put your family through a uh, fiscal uh, disaster and then uh, with the threat of losing their home and only eating lentils for about a year or two. And that really motivates them. I feel that really, really brings them together under any, any idea oh you might God. have. They're like, yeah, you know what? Oh my God. Making videos on a phone in California sounds great. Let's do that. That sounds better than eating lentils oh, again. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm not kidding. I'm not joking about your bio because I think I, I, your autobiography would be fascinating to read. You've had some very interesting career and trajectory that, that in some ways doesn't appear to make any sense at no. all. And yet, I mean, even just the, the the music stuff and what you've done with that, and you know, uh, it just it it's all interesting to me. Uh, that's why I'm always so entertained by all the stuff you do. It's varied. It's funny. Um, but it also reveals like little bits of yourself that I'm always like, no, oh, that's interesting. See, I like when these, I like when the conversations we, sort of wind their way back to complimenting me. <laughs> it's the best. It's just true. It's just true. It's it's uh, it's very interesting to watch, and I think that's the thing too about the space you're in, and sort of what a little bit of why I work around. You know, this the invention of social media and social media content and entertainment has opened up sort of this field and entertainment field to so many other people who might otherwise not have been able to break through who might not mm-hmm. have been seen. Yeah. And absolutely, uh, you know, and it's trained and you know, the, what an audience is interested in the fact that audiences could watch six second videos, you know, mm-hmm. we all know that vine didn't survive, but, but, it, but it told us something about, how what people would be interested in watching, and I think TikTok is sort of the full full realization of that, totally. that core idea. Uh, and you see that there's so many people, regular people, but who have special talents or uh, yeah. interesting ideas, and and 
I follow so many of them on TikTok, and uh, and I think that that's the thing that's that all of this has made possible that these people can do these things and have an audience. You know, there's the question of breaking through, you know, to mm-hmm. a level where you can be paid. You know, and I know that it's not the audience is not always discerning. Uh, going viral uh, sometimes, <laughs> you know, is something totally random, or yeah. the TikTok loop you can get stuck into because you do one thing that you go viral, and then you have to keep doing that thing. Yeah, which really someday they're going to make like a movie about that. You know, being stuck in a TikTok loop, <laughs> how it destroys your life. I can only do this one thing. I've done it seven thousand different ways. I hate it. I don't want to do it anymore, but you have to. <laughs> I think what's interesting to me with TikTok is that you, you know, having come out through Vine and and like 2013, there was like a a core group of people around that time in 2013 who saw Vine as like, oh, okay, this is this might be an opportunity. I'm not exactly yeah. for sure, you know, sure for what it is an opportunity, but it seems like an opportunity. Whereas I think TikTok came around, and now there's a, like there's like a hundred times more people who are like. Yes, this is my ticket. This is how I if yes. I capitalize on this. They they they've seen the roadmap, which is interesting. It's as if um it's as if Vine and YouTube got together, had a baby, and it was TikTok yeah. because you know a lot of people look at YouTube as I want to become a YouTube star. You know, many kids, but yeah. now those same kids are like, I want to become a TikTok star. But the things that you would do on TikTok are more in line with what you might have done on Vine. But maybe they can yes. now they can be longer, up to three minutes. And I heard, by the way, five minutes is coming. Which, yeah, I can't. I don't do know five how minutes. I feel about that. Yeah, it seems like a long time. <laughs> I'm just glad. I was even happy when they introduced the scrubbing thing, where you can actually fast forward videos now. I was like, that's oh, good. thank just God. Cut to the chase. I am so yeah. happy about that. Believe yeah. me, I was like, I don't. I, if somebody tells me to wait till the end again, I'm going to punch someone. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to start. I'm just going to punch some random person because I don't want to wait till the end. I'm done waiting till the end because if the end isn't good, which by the way, often it's terrible. Yeah, it's not worth waiting for. It's a no, or it's traumatic sometimes. Usually, it's like some sort of well, peaceful setup, and then it goes traumatic. I've watched some TikToks like this, like with my fingers over my eyes. Oh yeah. Like, oh no. Oh oh. It's going to no, go terribly. No. Then it's like, no, I can't. I'm just like, no. And then yeah. so they'll be like, no, I can't. I'm like, I got to know. I got to know. <laughs> well, now you can scrub ahead. You can just scrub ahead to fast forward Well, that's forward what ahead, I do. I'm just like, yeah. all right, this is a lot of the, the stuff I tend to watch, which is longer and completely goes completely through, are these astounding videos of like reclamation. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a... I collect old watches, and so there's right. a, a, gen, a whole genre of TikToks that are about like finding watches that have been like buried, or and they yes. just they take them completely apart and do. Mm-hmm. I, I I'll watch a complete three minute video of that. I'm fascinated by it. I wish I could do it, but it's just amazing to me. I think you can sort of see how this is. I mean, uh, the longer format content is interesting on TikTok um, because they they want to kind of move into that YouTube field. And it's really happened in the past few years where people have really placed YouTube as a viable choice for the big family room TV. Like you can actually just watch stuff on YouTube. And yeah. it's, like a, it's become like I'm going to watch TV, I'm going to watch Netflix, or I'm going to watch YouTube. And um, I can see TikTok kind of doing the same thing. I can see that kind of experience moving into the same space. 
Do you know there's a Samsung TV they introduced a couple of years back that has a uh, – it's like almost like you set it on the floor. It's about 40 inches or so. But it can go uh, uh, portrait mode. Oh, wow. And you can use uh, – I believe it's your phone. You cast the TikToks yeah. to it and you're scrolling through. So then you have them on <laughs> a TikToks huge, on the a big huge screen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's what it's like. It's like a giant phone. I know. I remember when we were first talking about streaming video, you know, this idea of sort of internet video on your TV. It was so early and it was so janky. And, uh, you know, quite honestly, the first people I saw, I hate to say this, but the first people I saw working out the streaming stuff was, of course, the porn industry. Of course. Um, they introduced it at CES. They had this. They, they they were able to like take you know high quality video and stream from the internet onto a full size TV, and I was astounded and slightly yeah. nauseated. But right, but but couldn't stop watching. But couldn't stop watching. But it was like <laughs> once again, you know, they had figured it out, and you know now it's so commonplace. But you know. There's no lines between any of the media we watch right now. You know, we no. just it's just a bunch of screens. It's just what size is the screen? It's the phone size, it's the yeah. desktop size, it's the big screen size, you know, it's or the tablet size. It's just it's just various sizes of screens through which we can consume mass quantities of video constantly. Constantly is right. Absolutely. Um I have a couple more questions for you. One is um uh can you get your good friend Tim Cook to send us some free Apple stuff? Because <laughs> yeah, you, you, like, he knows that. you. He he knows he, you. He he knows who I am, but you know, no more so than any other tech leader. You know, they 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 have this vague understanding of who I am, but you know, <laughs> I'm not. I, I, yeah, I'm not really a mover and shaker in the industry. I'm just somebody who's been around long enough that people, I'm kind of inescapable and they know who I am. But Tim Cook has been in the job now for a decade. We were just talking about that. that he's been doing this for a decade. Uh, and I do, you know, I have, I know Tim better than I ever knew Steve Jobs because Steve Jobs I only saw from a distance. Right. We never had a conversation, never shook hands. Uh, you know, he was, you know, it was almost like he was so elevated yeah. uh, that we just, you know, although I had met Bill Gates before, but uh, yeah, it was strange. Uh, just he, he was something, he was like, he was like our, our own little tech deity. Yeah. And I think because he died so young, it sort of, it really it cemented just that. cemented yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Tim Cook is, is kind of a, you know, he's, he's, a, he's more out among the people. If you go to an event, although we haven't been to one in a couple of years, but if you go to a tech event, he'll be there and, yeah. you know, he'll, he'll look at folks and say hi or stand next to you. And, you know, he like, I think he likes that more than his predecessor ever did. Right. He's an interesting guy. I mean, what a terrible job to step into, in a sense. I mean, after after Steve Jobs, who hard. was so messianic, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, that's that's the hard thing. I think that people were, you know, they were they were like, that's the end of Apple, which I thought was yeah. ridiculous because it's a total misunderstanding of how any industry works. Mm-hmm. And I and I knew that even though he was an idea generator and a decider. Um, there were enough people in that company with with big roles and doing big things that uh, that they could survive. And and Tim Cook had been uh, among his first hires when he came back in '97, so he was really the best choice and understood right. uh, the products well enough. 
what he understands better than probably Steve Jobs ever did was the supply chain. I mean, the guy really, you know, he's he understands the business side of it in a way that I think Steve mm-hmm. Jobs never could. It's it's and he's transformed the business with some of that understanding. Is he as a visionary? Um, that's hard to say. I I don't think he, I don't think he chooses products simply because he believes in his gut they're right. I think he does more right. understanding of the market to make a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the two, Bill Gates or, or Tim Cook, who's uh, going to send us free stuff? Who can I, uh, who can I leverage <laughs> through you to get free stuff? Well, you know, we'll, uh, first of all, I tried to explain to you earlier the bag of money you need to send me uh that hasn't arrived so and it's never unmarked coming. bills well i don't know you guys what do you use in canada wait a minute what money is pelts. used in canada we only use pelts our, our money our money is made of animal pelts you send me you send me a bag of pelts i send you a bag of pelts and if that wasn't good enough for your american ass then oh my god Uh, okay, I have two questions. Um, so one is, uh, I would like you to give me a really great tip. <laughs> if you accidentally grab a screenshot on your iPhone 12, you can immediately delete it. Just look for the little trash icon. <laughs> so you don't have to save that thing. That's one tip. That's a good tip. Because uh, that could be extrapolated out into life. It happens all the yeah. time. You're like, right, exactly. You you know, you don't have to hold on to that thing that just happened. That, you exactly. just have to move forward. It's a traumatic from it. event that just happened. You can just right, hit the trash right. can. Trash it, hit the hit the hit the the sort of cosmic trash can, yeah. and then move forward with your life. That's the tip right there. That's pretty great. I think the the other tip is is what we talked about earlier is say say yes to the things that scare you. Um, you're almost always going to have a good result. That was really heartfelt. I wasn't expecting that. That's great. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's it's very true. It's very true. Because you don't, you you don't know. Often you don't know until afterwards, and then you'll think back and be like, "I am so glad." Yes, I'm so glad I did that thing. I'm so glad I went. You know, there's. I'll give you one very quick example. I uh, had the opportunity to go uh, photograph airplanes for an air show. Amazing. And uh, they're like, you can go up in this plane and take pictures of them. And I was like, what do you mean go up in this plane? They're like, it's called the banana plane. It, it, it doesn't have a door. We strap you in. And then you I take I like how you're giving this guy a character's voice as well. It's called a banana plane. You get in, you take pictures, <laughs> and you bring them back. If you see Spider-Man, you take pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> That's right. I'm like, what? So now I have two problems. Uh, I'd never done anything like that. And two, I'm a little claustrophobic. So I managed in a little plane and I'd be trapped in it. And I was scared. Yeah. I was really scared. Right. Like I had these shaky things. and 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 I, for some reason, I went... I was kind of like, I'm there already. I have to do sure. this. Say yes and do it. And they, they put the harness on me. <laughs> they, I go up to the plane and no exaggeration, it doesn't have a door. It's just there's a seat and there's a big opening that you could fit like a refrigerator through. And I'm seated next to it. And they're like, okay, so we're going to strap you in. Just sit back and we'll get up to high, high enough and then you'll take pictures of the plane. I went, okay. <laughs> and I'm thinking, should I have texted my wife? <laughs> Because what if I? What if this is it? Yeah, I might just fall out of this plane. And what if? How am I going to feel while I'm up in the air? 
Let me just tell you, it was the most wonderful experience I've ever had. It was so exciting and so much fun. The planes flew within you know, 25 feet of oh us. My God. I have these amazing pictures and video that I will probably never get to do. I'll never do anything like that again. Sure. But it was amazing. And it was just because I did something I was literally terrified of doing. I just didn't want to do it. And I still did it. Phenomenal advice. Last question. Question is, if you could go back, I'm fascinated by the idea of, you know, uh, giving yourself advice in the past, but I don't want to do like the go back to your 16 year old self. I only want to go back a year ago. So it doesn't have to be pandemic related, but just even a year ago, uh, like what's some advice that you would give to yourself a year ago? Ah, that is very interesting. Um, I think, I think I would have said, start your own business more quickly. Right. I think I would have said that. Right. I think I would have told myself to move more quickly. So yeah, yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, literally. Wait. <gasps> Currently. Hindsight's. Oh my god. That's why is no one. That's insane. No one's jumped on that yet. We only got like. How is that? A few more wait, months wait left. Wait a minute. Gets on Twitter. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. It's literally true. <laughs> it's literally true. Oh my god, I'm so shook right now. <laughs> Shooketh, as they'd say back in the Vine days. Well, this was fantastic. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out and chatting. It was really, really fun, and uh, and it was also really complimentary to me at the beginning of the, your whole sort of slow motion scene of me walking up to you in a white chiffon dress. But that's I I don't have memory of You're it. You're just that lucky. Way. I have a uh, I have a really good memory, and uh, and. Uh, all true. And I reflect well on it. That's good. I appreciate that. Well, likewise, likewise, <laughs> pal. Well, thanks so much for uh, joining in. And um, and is there, uh, where, where do you want people to find you? Twitter, Medium, YouTube, Instagram. And all of it's the same. It's all my name. Yeah. It's just my full name. Smart. Yulanoff. It's very, very easy to find me. I actually am a big fan of your name. I think your name sounds, it sounds slightly futuristic in that way that's sort of like what the future sounded <laughs> like when, when I was 12. It's like in the future, I'll, oh uh, people will be called Lance Ulanoff. Cool. It, uh, yeah, yeah. My wife was like the first year of marriage. I'm not taking your name. I'm going to keep my name. It's fewer letters. And I went, okay. And then she's like, okay, the entire industrial complex makes it impossible to live my life by having this, this name, <laughs> this hyphenated name. So I'm just giving up and taking your name. Are you happy now? <laughs> Again, that's what, that's what good marriages are built on resignation <laughs> just resigning to your fate just just give in that's it thanks so much oh thanks for having me the really great podcast is fueled by our well-caffeinated friends at club coffee don't get too excited because there's no actual club to join it's just a weird name i don't know why they chose that name but they did and they're called club coffee the good news is they they make delicious compostable coffee pods you can find it retailers across canada like loblaws amazon and costco if you're not into coffee, sorry. Oh, and they're Canadian too, eh? One of my favorite things is having a chat with someone who's funny, friendly, and smart. It's kind of a rare combination, but it's pretty cool when you find someone who checks all those boxes. And uh, it's just a generally nice person, which is awesome, which is what Lance is. He's smart, and he's funny, and he's friendly. Uh, and I had a really good time talking with him in this episode today as well. Uh, anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. Be kind to each other and see you next episode. <laughs>